All right. Happy Thursday afternoon. A little impromptu show today. Usually we're on Monday nights, but uh, this week we had the opportunity to have a very special guest on the show, Brevard County Sheriff Wayne Ivey. Great to see you again. Life, life's good. Life is great, man. Uh, everybody's doing good. Um, Junie's laying over here on the cold uh, tile floor, so he's relaxed. Major Junie, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's taking a nice little nap. We're going to get a little picture of him after the show. We'll post some pictures. But uh, So, uh, you guys watching, want to share this page? I appreciate it. Uh, anybody want to throw in some comments? We are live. Comments, questions to the sheriff. Uh, we'll try to do our best to answer. we got a little, a lot to talk about, a little bit of time, so we're going to get right to it. Uh, real quick history about how we met. Back in 2011, uh, the campaign began for sheriff here. And I met you at the uh, Space Coast Stadium. And uh, we had the Brevard Remembers 9-11. Yep, Remember sure that? Did. I do, absolutely. So at that time, uh, I had joined your campaign and, and volunteered to be part of the campaign. Uh, I think there was only maybe a handful of us at that time. Yeah. So uh, really? from there, the rest is history. I can't believe, you know, already in your third term here. I know. It's, it's flown by, Steve. I tell you, um, uh, I look back, and it seems like just yesterday we were, we were out trying to uh, make ourselves known in the community. And uh, certainly we're blessed to have tremendous support back then and and uh, even greater support today with a community that that truly supports its sheriff's office and and loves its law enforcement officers yeah it's been it's been great watching all the the great things happening here in brevard county and you know all the great work you've done and and rallied the community so uh, you know one of the uh the the things here recently that we've come to see a lot of is uh your presence on fox news you've been a, a a voice a positive voice for uh, sheriffs all over the state and the country. So uh, I applaud you for, for being um, a message for a lot of us citizens as well. Um, I, and I believe Jesse has a clip of, of, of recent, just this week, you had a uh, recent presence on Fox uh, about immigration. And so I, I wanted Jesse to play that real quick and then we'll have some questions about it. City Blue Lives Matter founder Joseph Imperatrice, Jackson County, Texas, Sheriff Andy Lauterbach, and Brevard County, Florida, Sheriff Wayne Ivey. Thank you all for being here. Appreciate your time. Good morning. Thank you very much. Good morning. We're going to get and pull up some of these numbers here, the homicide numbers as they skyrocket from just a year ago. You'll see up 27% in New York City, up 100% in Minneapolis, up 57% in Atlanta, and 800% in Portland. And Sheriff Ivy, there is a rise in uh, firearm background checks. You'll see from year to date, from April 2020 to April 2021, uh, there were 2.9 million. That's up now to 3.4 million. Tell me what the situation is like in Florida and how you're preparing your team. Well, first, I think it's important to recognize that the, the firearms purchases are happening because good law-abiding citizens are ready to protect themselves. They're, they know that um, uh, they're their first line of defense for them and their family. Law enforcement's there. We're responding as soon as something happens, but they're, uh, they're making sure that they have their Second Amendment in check and, and ready to uh, protect their families. You know, for us in Florida, we're very blessed. Um, Governor DeSantis uh, recently signed a anti-riot bill here in the state of Florida. Um, our crime rate continues to drop in the state of Florida. In my own community, we're down 44%. So, you know, we're, we're monitoring everything. As always, law enforcement is going to be prepared. But to, you know, a couple of the things that were said earlier, um, what's happening right now uh, where we, we need a president that's going to stand shoulder to shoulder with us and help us protect America, uh, not one that's buying into this rhetoric that, uh, you know, the the 
people, our citizens are out there bashing law enforcement. Overwhelmingly, Americans across the country support and trust their law enforcement officers. It's just a small group of vocal ankle biters out there that are bashing us. The, the label constitutional sheriff, this is the first that I've heard of this term. So did, did, a, did, a, did a group of people just come up and say, hey, this, you, you are the constitutional sheriff? Yeah, no, the, the term's actually been around for um, a, a long time. And every sheriff should um, uh, serve as a constitutional sheriff. Uh, you know, you can go back to, uh, you know, when, when sheriffs were uh, uh, standing up for some of the illegal uh, gun laws that were being passed and everything else. You go back to Sheriff Richard Mack. As a matter of fact, I think it's probably the first time that people really started using the term constitutional sheriff. But essentially, a constitutional sheriff is a sheriff that um, we all take an oath. And sometimes uh, the, some, um, some leaders in every capacity, not just um, law enforcement, some don't stand as strong on their oath as they should. Right. And so when you take a, a, an oath to uphold the Constitution to, as we do in this case, the state of Florida, to the United States Constitution, it means standing on the foundation right. of that Constitution, understanding the four corners of that document are paramount in protecting our citizens, not just protecting them from somebody breaking into their home, but protecting their rights and their freedoms that are afforded by the Constitution. Right. And, you know, a, a great example I like to give, um, uh, Steve, is uh, if you go back a, a couple years ago, no one, uh, a lot of us fought it, but no one in the state of Florida fought um, the uh, the passing of, of medical marijuana coming into play. Right. And all of us, you know, there were, there were certain forms of medical marijuana that I would stand on the steps of the Capitol and say, do it. You know, let's let's help those that right. are, are suffering and, and uh, you know, have a medical need for it. But the current, the form it was trying to be passed in was not relative to, I think, the good of, of the state of Florida. So I, I fought it. I opposed it. I spoke publicly about it, um, as did a lot of other sheriffs. But then fast forward, the it, it went to a, a vote. And overwhelmingly, the citizens of the state of Florida voted to pass it. Right. And so at that point, it became part of our, our constitutional amendment. And so, you know, I had to shift gears. I went from opposing it right. to understanding that I took an oath to uphold the Constitution and um, uh, trying to figure out how do we uh, get it into play without adversely affecting public safety, right. adversely affecting the lives of our citizens. And so, you know, standing up for the Constitution, you may not like a certain part of it. You may you may love every part of it, right. but you have to stand up for it in its entirety. And so that's, that's the, in a nutshell, the term constitutional sheriff. That's where it comes from. Awesome. And, and I'm very proud to serve as a constitutional mm-hmm. sheriff. If, uh, if I could roll up my uh, sleeves on my shirt far enough and you saw on my left shoulder, you will see the United States Constitution tattooed on my shoulder. I, I look Love at it. it every day. Wow. Um, and uh, I'm reminded every day that uh, my job is to uh, protect uh, our citizens and their rights and freedoms. And that's, and that's, I think, one of the main reasons why you have so much support out there. And uh, we, we, we do appreciate everything that you do for us behind the scenes. Well, there's, there's a, a great reason why Brevard County citizens love their law enforcement officers, and that is the men and women of, of this community that are out there wearing the uniform or out there putting their lives on the line every day. And, and you hear me say this a lot, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Um, I'm surrounded by an amazing team, and I'm smart enough to stay out of their way. They do great stuff. I get them the tools they need. Thankfully, we have a county commission that right. that supports us and gets us the resources we need. Uh, but um, we're we're out there. Th- those those men and women are out there every day, putting their lives on the line. And so my That's job right. is to get them the tools they need, and then use my greatest leadership quality of getting out of their way. Right. 
That's awesome. Um, so the, the Second Amendment and the illegal immigration that they had touched on on, the, on that interview with you, do, do you see any kind of rising issues in the state of Florida with any of that? Sure. Well, one of the things that's kind of a misnomer is a lot of people think that illegal immigration, the impacts of it stops at the border, and it doesn't. Uh, it filters into every community in, in our country. And, you know, I, I'll be the first person to stand up and say that we need to stop illegal immigration in its tracks. We need to do whatever we can to stop that. But at the same time, Congress needs to engage and create a clear and well-defined path for those that are trying to do it the right way. Um, let's let's okay. expedite that process. Right. Let's make it uh, more affordable. Mm-hmm. Let's, instead of discouraging people to do it, the right. right way. Let's let's create a clear and defined path that's going to help them do it the right way. Um, I think when you look at illegal immigration, one of the one of the biggest faults that I have is, you know, to all the people that did it right, to all the people that came to our country the right way and went through the right process, to allow others to illegally enter our country is a slap in the face to them. Right. And so we need to secure our borders. You you cannot protect the the inside of your country until you're protecting the right. exterior of your country and and so we need to secure our borders we need to make sure that everyone understands it doesn't stop at the border uh, we see an increase in human trafficking we see an increase in uh, distribution of narcotics uh, gangs uh, all right. of those across the board and you know if you go back to May of 19 May 1st of 19 we took off a major drug organization mm-hmm. here in Brevard County one of the things that we seized as part of that was three pounds of fentanyl and if you look wow. at that three pounds uh, sitting on the table it, it, it looks you know uh, in, a, in a brick form right um, you look at it and you go wow that doesn't seem like a lot to put it into perspective that three pounds if you broke it down into what the DEA considers a lethal dose it would be enough to kill every citizen in Brevard County. So we're seeing that Amazing. come across the borders. We know that went to Vegas. We know it came to, to Georgia and then right. ultimately to us. So when you look at that and you see all of these things that are happening, um, even back then when we had you know somewhat tighter right. restrictions, now we've opened the floodgates. And yeah. the other part of that is the the draining of resources. Mm-hmm. You know, the, are the resources that were planted here to help us, uh, planted in Orange County, whatever, in the state of Florida, are now being pulled and taken to the border. Um, so uh, a, another big fault and probably one of the most concerning is the um, they've pulled back all of the detainers. Mm. So someone that was sitting in our jail that was about to be released on bond but had a ICE detainer on them, right. that detainer is gone now. So that person is going to be released back out into our community. Mm-hmm. And if, if, uh, if the time comes, we have to go find them again. Our, our ICE and, and Customs have to work to find them again risk lives to go get them back in custody Um, all of those things all inclusive are what's creating the crisis at the border Mm -hmm. and i i I find it kind of odd that uh, those in washington uh, don't want to call it a crisis and here's my answer to that right Um, we only send fema to disasters right we sent fema to the border so that pretty much tells you what's going on exactly wow wow so you know talking about immigration and, and population in general in Florida is is increasing tremendously like over 2,000 people a day is what the n- last number I heard uh, with you know people moving from other areas of the country because of whatever COVID caused some of this and lifestyle changes but here in the great state of Florida we have a great governor we have Ron DeSantis we have great sheriffs here and uh, you know with this increased population on top of that that just puts more 
more work on on public law enforcement it does but you know it it, it definitely puts a a a bigger on pull on resources but the other things it does is it creates industry it creates jobs it creates uh financial growth within our community a lot of awesome stuff a, a lot of a lot of great things come with that um, what what we need to be concerned about and what the, the people that are moving here to benefit from the great things we have going on in the state of Florida, what I encourage them to do is to remember why we have those great things right. going on in the state of Florida, to remember um, how they're voting, um, to make sure that they're not voting to uh, embody what was taking place, the place they just left, but instead to embrace what we're doing. Exactly. Here, That's what we hope for. for, for sure. Law and order to continue voting for growth, limited government, right. um, uh, you know, great schools, schools that are teaching Excellent the schools. fundamentals of, of um, uh, our lives, what we all know to sure. be the most important features. And so when you look, I, I don't have to tell you, you're in the real estate business, so <laughs> you know what people are looking at when they're trying to pick where they're going to buy their next home at. That's right. And when you look at those things, um, it comes down to uh, what's, what's the crime rate like? Our crime rates dropped 44% in the past eight years. Our population has increased, our growth has increased, but our crime rates, 44 years, mm-hmm. lowest. Wow. Uh, and then you consider we had fewer reported crimes last year than any time in the last 40 years. Think about that. Up, population up, crime Com- rate Compared down. to other major Compar- areas yeah. of the country. Uh, and so, so when people are looking at coming to buy a house, what they're looking at is they're simply saying this, I want to live in a place where the crime rate is going down, not mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So it's safe for me and my family right. and my business. Right. They want to know that we have the best schools that are available. Um, our, our team's doing a great job with our, our schools and our right. academics. They want to know that there's uh, employment opportunities, uh, that there's a chance to grow their business for entrepreneurship, whatever it is. We have that. We're knocking it out of the park, the Space Center. You know, Amazing. just think back seven years ago. Right. Titusville was on the, the burial list. Today, gloom it is and gloom, I remember. Yeah, it was gloom and doom. Today, it's mm-hmm. blooming. Um, and so... And second um, largest port here. Second largest uh, passenger cruise port in the country. And then you look at the other things that people consider. Recreational activities. Mm-hmm. Buddy, Brevard County's got them, and, and you can't even list them Amazing. all. There's so many of it. And then they look at the health and well-being of pets. They want right. to know that they're moving to an area that cares about the health and well-being of pets. Our team at Animal Services is knocking it out of they're the park. They're doing a great so, job. So if you look at what people are looking at, it's 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 not hard to figure out why people are moving to Brevard County, and and certainly um, we're seeing law enforcement officers come to our agency from across the country because they know they have wow. a leader that's going to stand up for them, and even more important than that, they have a community that respects them, appreciates them, and loves what they're doing to keep them safe. That's amazing, amazing. Um, the Second Amendment. I know you're obviously a big supporter of the Second Amendment. What's what? What do you see in the future of the Second Amendment? And do you see any issues right now with, with with gun you know with background checks and, and guns out there? Yeah. So um, you know the Second Amendment is going to continue to be challenged. Um, it's funny nobody ever challenges other parts of the the Constitution, but <laughs> they they constantly like to challenge that one. I I, I view the Second Amendment as the military of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows that you have the right to bear arms, that you have the, you know, it was, it was put in place to uh, combat tyranny. Um, and so I, I, I look for it to continue to be challenged. I, I look for great organizations like the NRA to, uh, to work with us as citizens and law enforcement officers to combat those challenges. I think we have a very strong Supreme Court right now that looks at things very fairly. 
Um, we're blessed to have a, a very um, conservative Supreme Court that is going to protect our Constitution. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's going to continue to come under attack. And sure. and things are getting difficult. You look at uh, a lot of people can't buy ammo right now. Mm-hmm. I walked to the to a store the other day. Thankfully, I wasn't looking for ammo. But as I walked to the store, they had a sign on the front, we have no ammo. Um, so... Uh, you know, you're, you'll see those things continue. Yep. Um, we we always see that ebb and flow when you have a president that stands strong in the protection of the Second Amendment. Gun sales decline. Right. Um, uh, when you have a president that is not only not standing strong for the Second Amendment, but is looking to take guns away from people, you see uh, you see uh, uh, gun sales go up. And as I said in the Fox and Friends segment. Um, those gun sales, that 3.4 million mm-hmm. that have gone up, right. um, it's it's an indicator that law-abiding citizens are out there looking for the ways to protect them and their families. Look, law enforcement's coming. When you call 911, we're coming Mach 2 right. with our hair on fire. Right. But the reality is you're the first line of defense for you and your family, your business. Look what happened in Rockledge a few years ago where an active shooter went up to a business. Thankfully, the team there all had concealed carry. Right. They were able to defend themselves and limit Amazing. the the deaths that occurred and the damage that occurred because mm-hmm. of that. So, um, you know, I, I stand strong for the, the Second Amendment. Um, you know, it's funny. We talked about the Constitution on my arm. Uh, on my forearms are uh, tattooed Molan LeBay. Uh, come and take them, and the NRA, mm-hmm. uh, two organization or two two thoughts that go through my mind on awesome. a daily basis. Yep, uh, CWP uh, rates are way up, right? Skyrocketing. They are. Um, Brevard County uh, is one of the top in the country or in the state of Florida for uh, uh, people having their concealed carry. We put on a great class. If you haven't had a chance to do it, go to our website, brevardsheriff.com, and look for self-defense through tactical shooting and decision-making. It's a great eight-hour class. It doesn't just qualify you for your concealed carry. It does that, but it goes a lot further in teaching you how to um, protect yourself and your family and also teaching you how to protect others. Um, Talking about things like what's your backdrop look like, uh, when should you, when shouldn't you shoot, don't shoot scenarios. Um, And it also has a great legal block in it that is taught by our state attorney and and actually um, often Alan Diamond, um, who's in private criminal defense practice, he teaches it as well that talks about stand your ground, castle doctrine, self-defense as a whole. Well, it leads me into my next uh, segment. Uh, It takes a community to protect the community. And like you said, law enforcement, you guys are quick and you're going to get there. But there's some situations where you you have to stand your ground and you have to be there before something really bad happens. It does. And, you know, it takes community to protect community goes into a lot of different avenues within uh, protecting a community. But um, the best law enforcement agencies in the country have response times in minutes. Uh, a violent criminal will take your or your family's life in seconds. That's so you right. You have to be prepared to, to do this. Uh, you have to not just be prepared by having a concealed carry permit or having a gun in your home. You have to be prepared by having the right mindset, the right training, and understanding that um, right. this can happen in seconds. You're going to have to make a, a decision in, in microseconds right. and actually be able to um, protect your family until the cavalry can arrive. Right. I remember a while back we had you out. We, we had the awareness uh, sem- seminars mm-hmm. about uh, public awareness, where you're at. If you're shopping, you're leaving the store, you're going out to your car, just basic things that we, you know, we're distracted. We're on our phone. We're texting someone. That's right. And we don't know what's going on around us. That's right. And uh, you, made a, you made a great point. Where's your cell phone at now, you know, at night when you go to sleep? Is it in the kitchen charging somewhere or is it right next to your bed charging that that's exactly right it's the little things you know i always tell everybody it's kind of like a bulletproof vest 
Um, a bulletproof vest is layer after layer after layer of material that when woven together becomes so strong it it's, can't be penetrated by a bullet or a knife. Yeah. Um, protecting our community is the same thing. One, one little step in what we do is not going to do it. It's step after step after step after step. The little things that, that help protect you. And, and quite frankly, the best defense is avoiding a conflict completely. Yes. And so part of our training goes into that. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's avoid ever being in that scenario, right. but be prepared for when avoiding it um, uh, fails and we're face-to-face with a violent yeah. offender. I just I just had this happen the other night. We were walking, not not in this county, we're in South Florida. We were walking back to the hotel. It was in, in the downtown area, and uh, an individual from across the street was shouting over at us, calling us all kinds of names, and he was rapidly getting closer and closer to crossing the street. So, of course, I, you know, I could have stood my ground with him, but he wasn't an immediate threat to me. But I saw a security person nearby, and they had their little light on the golf cart, and I just mentioned, hey, I said, this guy over here is looking to cause some problems. You may want to you know, be prepared to call 911. And so he, he saw that, and he got distracted and went inside the convenience store. But... He was looking for trouble. Right. He really was. Yeah. And, you know, if we can avoid a conflict. Exactly. Um, uh, all, everybody wins. Yes, everybody uh, but wins. But it's, it's being prepared for the one you can't avoid. It's, uh, uh, you know, being prepared for that moment in time where you have no choice but to defend yourself. Absolutely. So I, I love some of the, uh, the, the programs you have. I watch your, you know, I see you out there with a fishing pole. You've got fishing for fugitives, w- wheel of fugitives, <laughs> cooking up justice. Which, which one of those, uh, or all of them, are they, are, they, are they producing results in helping you get people oh, ab- off the street? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it goes back to what we said. Um, it takes community to protect the community. So the design of our social media outreach, uh, if, you, if you consider this, um, uh, Social media has become community policing of this century. Uh, it's, uh, it's the ability to reach people. For example, we just did um, uh, a couple days ago a nuisance house. We went live on Facebook. You know me. I call it out. <laughs> if, you, if you're a nuisance house, I've been to this house, or I should say our team's been to this house 80 times in 12 months. <laughs> And, and these are not loud music calls. These are stolen cars. Wow. These are, are overdoses, Narcan deployments, uh, drug seizures, arrests, uh, elderly abuse, uh, animal complaints. I can go on and on 80 times. Wow. Think about the drain of resources from the Brevard County uh, citizens of that. So we called it out. So to give you an idea of the reach, um, that was two days ago. Uh, I looked right before we came on because I kind of figured we'd end up talking about that. It's reached 783,000 people. <laughs> Um, uh, and that, that's, that gives you an idea of that outreach. More importantly, though, it reached um, two different dynamics. It reached our citizens who know we're out there fighting for them and we're partnering with them to try and help them. And it reached those that were thinking about coming to that house, breaking the law, letting them know they're, they're right. under watch and they're likely going to go to jail if they break the law. So it has a whole dynamic that goes with it. And at the end of the day, um, there are some people that don't like it. I mean, you know, we overwhelmingly in the comments, I would say probably 96, 97 percent of the comments were bravo. Um, you know, nobody wants to live in that. Right. Uh, but um, there's always going to be the naysayers. And what I say to the naysayers on something like that is let them be your neighbor. Let them live next yes. to you and see how see how much exactly. Like that. So uh, we're going to do what we I I, I tell everyone um, I, I I when I became sheriff, I made a very quick decision that for as long as the citizens bless me to serve as their sheriff, I'm going to make sure I do three things. I'm going to stand up for our citizens. I'm going to stand up for our cops and I'm going to stand up for our constitution. 
And if they don't like that, they can vote me out of office. But that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to stay with that for as long as I'm blessed to, to serve in this role. And, you know, when you go back to those programs, they're designed to engage the community. They are designed to uh, get attention out, much like much like what you would see uh, in the post office when in the old days they used to put photos right. of the fugitives up that's in the right. post office. This is uh, social media. This is uh, a post office on steroids. Um, us giving getting the ability to spin a wheel. Um, we show ten fugitives. What's what's really enlightening is most of the fugitives now watch Tuesday night at eight o'clock on our Facebook page <laughs> to see if they're to on see there. If they're on. Um, and then and then I'm sure as they're watching it, they go, "No, no, no, not me, please." Oh, you know. Um, uh, so uh, you know, it, we have them where they go turn themselves in. Um, the University of Central Florida a few years back did a study on the Wheel of Fugitive and the success of it. Um, 88% of those that are on the wheel within the first three to five days turn themselves wow. in or are captured. Um, uh, our team, our fugitive unit does a great job out there. But um, uh, fishing for fugitives, uh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Junie and I um, uh, go out and we, you know, it's kind of neat. I think, uh, I think the realtors and probably the chamber like that show because um, we get to show people how beautiful Brevard County is. Absolutely. We go to all the different fishing spots and all the different beautiful waterways we have here. And we show off Brevard County and, and then we, uh, we pull a fugitive uh, out. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's fun to film them. Uh, I think our team gets a bigger kick out of it than anybody because they're watching yep. as, as we're doing it and some of the craziness that goes into it. Uh, probably my worst but favorite episode was um, I actually threw cast out and the rod <laughs> flew out of my hand. And uh, I was going to uh, say, it looks like you had a, a really good cast, you know? I, yeah, I, 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 I used to have a really good rod and reel. Now I, I think I have something made by Ronco or something. I did don't did know, you put so. that on in a blooper? So, no, we have oh. not. Uh, we have oh, not I would love that. to see that uh, one. We, we would. We're, in fact, one of these days we'll, we'll do it. But uh, it was it was classic. It was um, uh, just, uh, you know, we all just, you, you laugh. You have to laugh at things like that. But um, we, uh, we, we have great success. You know, Cooking Up Justice, um, another great show, actually came up as um, my wife's um, idea, telling me, hey, a lot of people like um, uh, cooking shows, you know, why, yes. don't you, why don't you incorporate, bring in a new, a new dynamic. You know, the goal in social media with law enforcement and community relations is to reach every piece of your audience, right. not just a certain age group or a certain demographic. We want to reach everybody. That's right. So we look for different ways um, to, uh, to do it. And, and one of the things that um, uh, we, uh, you know, we did with Cooking Up Justice was we, we were able to, to uh, cover a lot of different bases. For one, we're able to highlight some of the great mom-and-pop restaurants here in our yes. community. Uh, some that people have maybe never had a chance to visit before. Right. Didn't know they, they were around because they're not in their immediate part of town or right. their, their you know travels. So we were able to do that. Um, secondly, we were able to show uh, a crime or a fugitive that we're looking for, again, engaging our community. We're able to share some great recipes, and I get to uh, try the food at the end. I mean, this is this is a win-win-win-win <laughs> across the board for me. I, uh, but the, the success of everything we're doing, and I really believe, Steve, when you consider why our crime rate has dropped so drastically, I think it comes back to, one, our community is our partners. Um, by, by ourselves, we are 1,700 strong, 1,700 members of a law enforcement agency that are working to protect the community. When you consider the kind of partnership we've created through our community outreach, through the community involvement we have, we're now 600,000 strong. Mm -hmm. It's a force multiplier for us. So we're able to, to – uh, 
prevent crime. That's that's how you lower your crime rate. You don't lower your crime rate by solving crime. That's nice, and it it, it brings closure for the right, victim. Right. But it doesn't keep a number from being checked in the box. So we we're we're able to do that through preventing crime. We tell our citizens, hey, we're seeing a trend of this. Our citizens go to work and make mm-hmm. sure they're protecting it. Whether it's locking their car doors, um, whatever it is, we we're, we're blessed to to have that relationship. The second thing is we we have a very aggressive agency. I do not apologize for targeting criminals. If you're going to target our citizens, we're going to target you, and you're going to end up at the Brevard County Jail. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another big part of it is we we have um, a state attorney that is standing strong on law and order, a state attorney that is holding people accountable. And uh, um, and then uh, the last part of it is a piece that often people don't think about, but we're involved in it. We're engaged in it. In fact, it's just as important as the other three. And that is a return to society initiative uh, where we're trying to rehabilitate those that are in our custody and our care, getting them, whether it's getting them their GED where they qualify for a sure. job, getting them drug treatment programs, anger management courses, even down to, um, and you know this with all the construction that's going on, one of the hardest things for people people right now in the construction business is to find laborers. Find laborers. And so mm-hmm. um, one of the things that they have to have to get a job on a construction site is OSHA 10 um, training. Right. We now put that on in our jail. I figure I have a captive audience. That's great. We'll put that OSHA 10 training on. So when they walk out the door, they've got that certificate, they can go. We even have a resource list sure. where they can actually find contractors that will hire them with a criminal record or, or you know, those charges that are against them. And so if you can return people to society as productive members versus um, them, you know, struggling yep. with addiction or them struggling with those other um, uh, things that get them in trouble, you're, you're better for it. So all of those collectively are what's lowering our crime rate. And we're going to stay with it. It's working. It is, yeah. People people will go on our social media, some of the naysayers, and say, oh, you shouldn't do that. And I tell them, I'm going to continue to do what I've been doing for as long as I get to serve as sheriff because it's working. Right. We're seeing the results. Yeah, you don't want to give up on people. That's right. You give them the tools and the opportunity, and if they don't want to do it, then... Oh, exactly, you know. Um, and, And we get great feedback. Um, you know, we have a chain gang. Our chain gang is uh, we're one. Of, I think we're the only agency in the state of Florida that has an actual chain gang and wow. one of only eight in the country. Um, recidivism in the Brevard County Jail for male inmates is 43 percent. Wow. 43 out of every 100 are coming back to jail unless they've been on the chain gang. And then it's 2 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it works. It's um, and, and the the irony of it is they volunteer to be on the chain gang. So. They, they want to get outside. They want to go do those things. Sure. It's not It's not that we're forcing them to go outside and work. Yes, they're going to work while right, they're in the right. jail. The law allows us to do that. But what it also is, is they learn teamwork. They learn self-discipline. They learn discipline across the board. They go into an area and they find something that is trashed. When they leave, it's been beautified. Yep. Um, we use them in our It's Time to Be a Parent Again program to talk to parents, to sure. educate parents on what was wrong in their life, how they could have, you know, things been different. So we're, we're, we're trying to hit it out of the park at all angles. Wow. Amazing. So a few, it's, almost, it's been a few years, I believe, since you've taken over the animal uh, care unit. 2014. And it's been, wow. Yeah, seems like it was just yesterday. I, I know. So, so uh, can you give us some some stats and some rates on that? And you sure. know, the kill rate is no kill, right? Yeah. Um, just tell us a little bit more about that because I, I think we spoke about a year or so ago about this, and and I was just amazed. Yeah. So you know, when we first took over uh, October first of two thousand fourteen, what um what had happened is to kind of give the history of it. 
Um, it had become, animal services in Brevard County had become a constant source of complaints on the floor of the county commission. Every county commission meeting, people were lined up, and overwhelmingly, the volume of their complaints was, was reality. It was, they, were, they were righteous. Um, and so the county took action, and they decided that they were going to privatize the shelter um, and uh, we were going to take over enforcement uh, actions. Well, that's a, that's an easy transition for us. Enforcement's what we do every day. Mm-hmm. So just you know, adding that to our our repertoire, if you will, was was not going to be that big a deal. But we had to go talk to the commissioners about it. So we went and uh, met individually with each commissioner, and one by one, they started asking me to take over the whole thing. And our, our command team, uh, specifically our, our chief deputy, Doug Waller, who is my, uh, my conscience. Uh, Doug actually retires next month with 34 years of wow. service to this community. Uh, he's, a, he's a great balance for me. I'm, uh, I'm always on the ledge, and he's uh, in the window trying to make sure I don't fall off. Um, not necessarily pulling me back in, but not right. letting me fall off the ledge either. So he's great balance, been a great, uh, a great partner through these years. But um, what uh, Doug was, uh, Doug was saying, no, you know, we don't have that expertise. We shouldn't be involved in that. Um, yes, let's do the enforcement, but the the shelter is a completely different beast. Mm-hmm. And so we we resisted it, and uh, each commissioner would would talk about it a little more. And I um, I was getting weaker and weaker because deep in my heart. I thought that we could assemble a team to go in and do it and do it better. The live release rate at the time was 55%. So only 55 out of every 100 wow. animals was making it out alive. And so um, uh, as we met with the fifth, fifth commissioner, he, uh, he put it on us pretty hard. It was Robin Fisher out of um, District 1. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, he put it on us pretty, pretty hard about, I think you should do it, I think you should do it. And as we walked out the door, Doug said to me, um, Sheriff, I can see you're getting weak. Don't don't uh, don't give in. And uh, I said, Doug, I just think we can do it better. So I went home and uh, I talked to my boss, uh, my wife, and uh, she uh, she said, I, I want you to do it. I think you can do it. So I went in the next day. It's pretty funny. Um, I walked in. I walked into Doug's office and I said, Look, I've been doing a lot of thinking. And uh, I said, We're going to take over animal services in its entirety. And he said, I knew you were getting weak. I could see it in your face. And he had already drawn up the org chart and uh, the type of budget we would need, everything else. So he was already on it. He, he knew it was coming. Uh, I, again, I did exactly what I do best. I, right. I put the right team in place and uh, got out of their way. Um, I, I, I picked a good leader to go in there, Joe Hellebrand, uh, some others that have followed. We, we recruited and hired one of the best and most respected vets in the country in shelter medicine, Wow, um, Dr. Sarah Boyd. We've had Dr. Jenkins join our staff uh-huh. now. We've had great help from uh, all of our local veterinarians, our rescues, uh, fosters, volunteers, uh, you, you name it, um, SPCA, Humane Society, right. all of them have bought into the mentality that we want to be not just a no-kill shelter, but a no-kill right. community. Right. Um, that was the ultimate goal. Right. And so um, I gave our team a mission to, within 24 months, become no-kill, which means you have to have a live release rate above 90% to mm-hmm. qualify or to, to have that. Um, in 18 months, we achieved it. In 18 months, wow. I stood back before the county commission and told them that we were now officially a no-kill facility. Right. And uh, um, 93%, uh, we've been as high as, had some months where 97% 
um, uh, and then amazing. Uh, we we usually teeter um, on a on a yearly annual average right around ninety three ninety four percent. Right, right. And that's a credit again to an amazing team. It's a credit to a community that our stakeholders. It's a credit to volunteers to uh, other rescues and and uh, just uh, across the board. Right. I'm doing it. Did you did you see a great reduction in in pets uh, inventory? You know. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that um, you do is um, when you're looking at these is uh, we, we reached out for a company called Target Zero. It's a, a not for profit uh-huh. organization. And they came in and they looked at our policies. They looked at the, the things that, you know, we were doing. Uh, and actually, we inherited because we, we, right. you know, we went into it. Um, they looked at they looked at those things and said, here's here's how you can do it better. And so kind of much like a law enforcement agency has uh, accreditation that right. gives them policies and procedures sure. to make sure that everybody's consistent. They they worked with us to get there with new and in, in, um, innovative ideas, new programs, new mm-hmm. things, um, you know, uh, for example, surrender mitigation. Uh, right. A lot of people, you know, have to surrender their pets. Maybe maybe they can't handle the pet anymore. Maybe they can't. Um, they're moving to an apartment. They can't have it. Right. Maybe maybe they're a senior and just can't can't keep up with the pet right. anymore. So we created, um, uh, you know, a, a position where we have uh, somebody that is trying to, if you call us and say, I'm going to surrender my pet, we're saying, okay, um, we, we can bring it in on Thursday. But give us a few days and let mm-hmm. us see if we can find somebody that'll take it right away. So right. we limit how long that pet is in the shelter. Right. If we can keep that pet from being in the shelter for an extended period of time, it's better for everybody, especially right. the pet. And so we, we work with surrender mitigation. We mm-hmm. work with our, our feral cat programs, all of the different things that right. Target Zero really brought to the table for us. Amazing. And uh, helped us get to where we are now. The, the uh, end result is our team, Dr. Boyd, uh, uh, our manager, Joe Hellebrand, and others are actually being asked to speak at places across the country That's about great. how we got to where we are. Yeah. So is it, is it really smooth to go up there and adopt a pet? Oh, it, it absolutely is. And we're going to be making an announcement in the next couple of weeks that is, uh, I think, going to blow everybody's mind um, about right. pet adoptions. It's, uh, it's going to be phenomenal. It is going to uh, uh, change the game even further than our team already has. But, um, yeah, we've, we've made it very smooth. We've had some blessings, man. We've had people like uh, A.J. Hires and Jack's yes. Record Service that have, uh, have offered to pay for adoptions for a year. A.J. Hires provides all the food for our pets in, in the thing, uh, in, in the animal care center. And, uh, you know, and then we, we have kids that are out doing lemonade stands, right. raising, raising uh, toys or bringing in toys for the pets. So it takes a community to uh, uh, protect a community is absolute. Wow. Great stuff. So, um, a little bit more casual talk. A um, couple couple uh, questions for you. So, what are your three favorite places to visit in Brevard County? I know I I gave you a little tip on that in the beginning so yeah you know and <laughs> it could I, be a restaurant could be a park your favorite yeah you gave me a tip on it but then you started hitting me with these other questions so i never got time to think about it which was really unfair um you know three favorite places to visit in brevard county um well I, we can limit it to one or no, two no How's no that? i no i i like the challenge um I uh, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna combine one into um, uh, some of our local mom and pop restaurants that uh, that I, yes. I like to go to. So um, uh, you know, I would I would say that's definitely uh, one of the places. Um, I, I love to play basketball, so I'm at the YMCA uh, three times a week in the morning, uh, and then at night um, when my schedule permits, I play with a group over in Cocoa Beach at uh, one of our schools over there. So I would say the basketball court uh, is is uh, the second one. 
And and the third one would probably I would have to say um, uh, well I, I, can I have four? Yes, yeah. because uh, uh, um, without question one of them is um, uh, the sheriff's office. I I love this job, man, and and uh, I love I love getting to be around our team. Um, I, I'm blessed. We pick on each other. We have fun with each other. We harass each other. But when it's time to roll up our sleeves and protect this community, we do it every day. Um, and they do it. They, they're phenomenal. Um, so I, I, I got to pick the sheriff's office as one of my favorite. Places. I love it. And then uh, uh, without question, the animal care center. Yeah. Um, I, I go down there and see the changes that have been made. That building, when we first took over, was sick. It was um, not safe for the pets. It wasn't right. safe for the employees. It wasn't safe for volunteers and certainly wasn't safe for customers. Today, it is uh, the Taj Mahal. Uh, we, we have a swimming pool for um, the dogs there. Um, it's bone shaped. It's got a cover over it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, we, we give them ice cream. My wife came up with the idea to use inmate labor to uh, to make ice cream, and we give it to um, folks when they come in to try and socialize the right. dogs. My fear is that um, pets are going to start breaking into the place um, <laughs> uh, rather than us being able to get them out. It's a of pet there. resort. It's a pet resort. Yeah, I'd so, love to come up there so, and, and, and do a tour of that. Facility, yeah. Oh, absolutely. To. Anytime you want to do it, man. We can do a live um, podcast. Yes, there if you guys would want. love to. We, I'd love to do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, so those are the places. Um, I, uh, I, I have to say that I'm, I'm very blessed, Steve. I, I get to drive around with uh, my, my buddy Junie in yeah. the car with me all day long. I get to wear the same uniform as some really brave um, heroes here in our community. Yes. I get to work and uh, get elected in a community that loves their law enforcement officers. And uh, I've got a great family. I've got um, I'm blessed. God's blessed me with great health. Um, I, I wish he'd have blessed me with a little bit thinner health, but, uh, uh, you know, so, uh, uh, but, uh, well, we uh, love you just the way you are. So don't worry about that. No. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate, man. I'm, I'm a blessed guy. This is a great, this is a great County. It's even greater now, uh, with all the things that are happening here. Of course, you're, you're, you're making it even more special and, uh, we have no desire to, to be anywhere different. And, uh, you know, we're just, we go out and on location, we do, the rooftops and things that are that are here now up and coming and oh, it's beautiful it is it is really beautiful and uh i just i'm looking forward to the next yeah. you know 10 years here so. yeah there's there's not many places you can go in uh in the world um where you can stand in beautiful sunlight on a pristine clean beach thanks to keep brevard beautiful that's right um uh and all, all the people that that work there uh stand stand on a nice uh beautiful beach out in the water watch a rocket launch astronauts into space and uh, mm, go incredible. go have a great meal within all within an hour. Yes. There's 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 no place else that yep. you can do that. Well, Sheriff, I know you've got important business to get to, but I do appreciate you coming by the studio and making this happen. Um, do it, we'll we'll definitely me. plan a, a visit up to the uh, the animal care there. Yeah, yeah maybe we can do um, a, uh, a an all nighter there if we uh, can yeah. do an all night adoption. I would love to. Like I would love so, to do it. Yeah. So uh, and, and maybe I'll bring my lounge chair and beach towel too and hang out with the dogs. All right. Um, I, I was worried that you were going <laughs> to say your bathing suit for a minute. Kind of kind of maybe hesitate for a minute. So. Sheriff Wayne Ivy, thank you so much for all you do. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the opportunity. Take it easy. Stay safe. Thank you, bud. Thanks for all the support.